there is something about pushing through and the show must go on. And really, you know, honestly, one of the big things that I have noticed in working with agents and high performers and high performing business owners is that they also have this skill too. They are able to be completely broken, receive the most tragic and terrible news and go into a listing presentation within the next hour. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers and leaders. We are proud to present Courageous Conversations, a podcast series focusing on the tough decisions people have made to put themselves on a pathway to success. This episode is brought to you by Connect Now, who makes the business of moving easier for both you and your clients. For more information, visit connectnow.com.au. Please welcome your host, Leanne Pilkington. Hey everyone, Leanne Pilkington here with another Courageous Conversation and I'm so excited to have my very good friend Sherry Storer with me. Hey Sherry, how are you? I know you're taking a little, you're the social media queen, aren't you? You're so good at it. I love it. I love it. Well, look, it's a part of our jobs, right? You know, right. this is part of personal promotion, but hi, really nice to see you, Leanne. Like, actually, I want, I want you to do a photo shoot with me. I look at your photo shoots and think, oh gosh, she is so good. And then I, you know, I do them and it's just a little bit, you know, a little bit awkward. And I had to laugh. I, I did have a, a corporate photo shoot done the other day and um, and the photographer said, okay, now can we see one without you smiling? And it's like, well, we can try, but I need to warn you, I've got a resting bitch face when I'm not smiling. And so that's, you know, I look terrible when I'm not smiling. So lucky, lucky I'm a happy person, right? <laughs> well, I think this is the thing when we're doing photo shoots, you need to know what works for you. And I must admit, <laughs> Um, whilst I don't have resting bitch face, I guess it comes down to how tired I am. Yeah. But, you know, my natural state is when I'm smiling is to over-smile. And yeah. so it, that doesn't look good either. So you've got to kind of work out what works. I balance it. I I'll actually, be up for a photo shoot with you, though, any day. Yeah, okay. I've got a few reasons to be in uh, in Queensland, so I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> uh, you'll laugh at this. We got some feedback when, um, as you know, uh, myself and a group of others bought Lang and Simmons um, uh, in t- early 2021, and <laughs> I know, so excited! Best decision, best decision I ever made. Maybe I need you to do a courageous conversation with me. I'd love um, that. Yeah, Turn let's the do tables. that. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. And uh, we asked for feedback on on how um, everybody across the Lang and Simmons brand were feeling about, um, you know, about the new ownership and all that sort of stuff. And feedback that I got from one person was that um, Leanne is too happy; she smiles too much. Oh, stop it. you can't please everyone leanne no it's so true it's so true now you this is the second time we've chatted on this um podcast series and you were my number two um interview and we it was actually a really difficult conversation really because you know i think most people know your sort of history from a work perspective you worked really hard very successful lost it all and had to reinvent yourself, right? Um, so if people don't know that story, go back to episode two, Courageous Conversations, and we can <laughs> fill you in. Um, but also, personally, you've gone through this fertility issue, right? Um, babies, no baby, you know, obviously you married your gorgeous husband, what is it now, three years ago? Yeah, three years. We actually just renewed our vows, yeah. Yeah, gorgeous. Congratulations. Um, and so desperate to have a baby, and it was a real struggle for you right? Mm. You went down the IVF path? Yeah, look, it definitely has been. I think, you know, I obviously always thought I'd be a parent, um, as we talked about in the last 
podcast, you know, I thought that I would be a single parent because I was single for 10 years and um, I that was never of concern to me. My mum was a single parent. And so I just always thought, okay, well, I'll have children at 40. I'll totally focus on my, my career. I'd focused on my businesses. And it was all about really rebuilding myself. And so when it comes to, you know, getting the advice when I was a 37-year-old woman about, you know, doing my, my check in terms of my fertility and finding out, hey, listen, you know, I've got a very slim chance of being able to have children it was, it was massive. It was very confronting. And I probably didn't, it didn't really sink in that message. And so, you know, we've done now. Not like you not to believe um, when people tell you you can't do something. I'm shocked. (laughs) Look, I think that that's actually been a lesson in itself because I'm always able to turn it around, make it happen. Like I'm a make it happen person as as you are. And so actually physically not being able to do something when you want it to happen so so badly, so desperately is really yeah. challenging. And, you know, we've done 18 rounds of IVF, which is a lot. Um, wow, a lot. I had no idea it was that much. Lovely. Yeah. My goodness, <laughs> that's a lot. So it has been, you know, it's like it's been the best of times, but it's also been the worst of times. And, yeah. you know, the best of times is, yes, my business has, has grown and has flourished. My, I've been in a, a lovely relationship, as you say, married, you know, but at the same time too, you know, um, wanting to have a family and I wanted to have four children um, has been has been really hard. And I think, you know, where Jason and I are lucky that it's brought us together yeah. because it's not always the case no. for a lot of others. And just trying to think about and reimagine what our lives look like without children because my whole life, like a lot of people, you know, it was always about having a family and focusing on what that vision and what that picture was going to look like. And not just as somebody who's in their, you know, thirties or in their forties, but also like what it looked like to have grandchildren and what Christmas time, for example, looked like having grandchildren. So, and I imagine, you know, when all my friends are having grandkids, I'm going to be going through a different stage of, of loss again. So we were, we were very much looking down surrogacy. We still have uh, two embryos that are on ice. <laughs> we had some surrogates who, you know, pulled the pin literally a, a week before we're about to begin. And oh, so nice. that was another stage of loss, another stage of oh. mourning. And so, you know, it it has been a difficult time. It's been difficult be- pumping yourself through hormones and, yep. um, you know, really truthfully, and I haven't admitted this publicly, but Leanne, you know, if we look back to 2019 doing the... Um, my breakfast series in yes. Sydney, which which you've obviously spoken at along the years and, and and through the series too. But you know, that was a really difficult time because I was I was actually struggling with anxiety. And you know me really well to know that that yeah. doesn't seem like a personality trait for me. Mm-hmm. I've never had that throughout my whole life. And so to be around a whole lot of people, let alone in a room full of 200 people and have to stand and on stage host, and host yeah. an event. And take photos yeah. with everyone when I was feeling, when I was really struggling to be around people, it was a challenge. Yeah. So it, it's been hard along the way, but I'm also grateful for what I've learned. And that is that, you know, this, this life lesson of you can't have everything, maybe halfway through my life, it's a good one to learn. I don't know. Anyway, yes. it's the way that um, it is. So you've got so to I'm fascinated because you're, you know, you're working on your own, really, um, as a um, sort of a, um, a solo business person. I know you have some, some, some support there, but it's really you driving everything yes. in your business, the growth yes. and doing the coaching work and building training and, 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 right? Yes. How do you actually do that when you're, A, going through 18 rounds of 
yes. idea. <laughs> and suffering from anxiety, how do you actually, how, that is a courageous conversation to have with yourself, mm. right? How do you go mm. about that? Well, there is something about pushing through and the show must go on. And really, you know, honestly, one of the big things that I have noticed in working with agents and high performers and high performing business owners is that they also have this skill too. They are able to be completely broken, receive the most tragic and terrible news and go into a listing presentation within the next hour and, you know, push it all aside. And I think real estate for a lot of us has been our crutch. It's always been the thing that we're able to go back to. It's that work and we're able to move forward until we're actually ready to be able to process it. Um, You know, it's if you choose not to process that things become quite challenging Mm. at some point because it starts to pop up when you're not quite ready to kind of deal with it. So I think it is important to, you know, to go and do the hard work, unpack it all, look at it. But I think it is about digging deep when you when you need to. I do have a team now of six in my business and we do have a lot of other people that work externally with me as as well in terms of you know, content creators and copywriters and and so forth. But in-house, we've got videographers and digital marketing assistants and operation managers and bookkeepers and so forth. But look, it has been it has been great. And I, you know, I was I was very careful to preserve myself and to love myself during this time and, and to be really caring. So what that meant for me was working from home mm. and working in a space where I could just be myself and I felt protected. So that was really important. I feel like now that is is over that part's behind me. And so I've, you know, opened an, an office. I'm in an office. I I've saw got, that on social know, media. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty, it's pretty glamorous, pretty fab. Um, But, you know, I now have people around me and I'm really comfortable in doing that. So I think it's just recognizing what you need at that time, leaning into that, you know, also leaning into what you need to do in order to make your business work. And for me, obviously I've been in a startup, Um, you know, we're, we're four years old now, but it's then, okay, well, when the time is right and when you have unpacked it and when you're feeling more like yourself, then it's time to, to go at it. And yeah. last year through COVID, it was a blessing for me because it was an opportunity not to get on a plane and to not travel and to do, you know, people leaned into doing Zoom Can I you know, tell you, workshops. I loved it too. I mean, <laughs> I, you know how much I travel as well and I was... <laughs> So happy being at home. It was like I felt like I didn't even know myself. Well, Leanne, you are someone I've said to you many times, I don't know how you do it. Like you are a machine. But I think for me, I just worked two weeks out of four and I didn't do as many projects as what I wanted. And I took my foot off the accelerator and I just went into cruise control. And so, you know, this year that means that we're back in turbo and we're back in moving forward. But, you know, that was a great opportunity for me to, to embrace what I personally needed in, you know, yeah. in my being in addition to business. And it's really important to know what that is for you, right? Mm. Um, not everybody really does know what recharges them. So that is really, um, it's really important. Um, for me, it can be as simple as spending an hour on the weekend over lunch reading a book. Yeah. Like not a workbook, nothing that, yeah. you know, I'm going to learn anything from, just, a, you know, <laughs> something to entertain me. Um, so it's really important to know what recharges you. Mm. It's a time, you know, people are looking at, you know, reflecting on the year um, that's gone gone, and across the country it's been mental from a real yes. estate perspective. Um, what, what do we need to do? What are the conversations we actually need to have with ourselves to kind of level up and have an awesome 2022? Mm, look, as you know, this is one of the things that I'm so passionate about. And, yep. 
you know, part of the reason why I decided to become a coach was to help people to embrace what their best life is, both in and out, outside of real estate. And if we want to have this great life outside of real estate, it means we need to get really bloody good at our jobs. We really need to harness our skill sets. We need to make every single second of the day count. We need to put systems and structures in. We need to build teams. We need to build our profiles. And, you know, that then gives us the ability of, you know, making wealth, making bank, which gives us freedom and it gives us choice. And, a lot of people that I see in the industry, it's always hustling and grinding. Yeah. And that has been what has been acceptable in our industry. And not only just acceptable, but what what is imperative. Celebrated. Yep, celebrated and the expectation. Yeah. And that is just thinking that is so far beyond, you know, where we're at in society today, yet we haven't really moved the needle, um, you know, from, from our point of view. And I know we talk about this a lot that, you know, we're stuck in the 80s. Well, we need to get with the program and we need to do what society is doing today, right? Yeah. So this concept of hustling and grinding, it just no longer needs to be no. the case. So. So I think what we need to do is we need to be open to changing and understanding that there is a different way besides just getting in there and just constantly like picking up the phone and cold calling and just burning and, and losing the joy out of real estate because I see a lot of people are also, you know, they're working day to day without any joy and helping people and, and most people in this industry are not just driven about the money, but they're service providers. They really want to help people on their property journey. Yeah. They love it, right? They absolutely right. love it. So but when you are in this, this kind of moment or in this career of just working and toiling and, and it's not fun. And so, you know, I think we've got to put that joy back and we've got to start to celebrate it. And part of that means balance. So how do we get take back that time? I think it is. You're not going to talk to me about work-life balance, me. Give me a break. Well, it's interesting because today actually just came out on Elite Agent an article that I was um, – I think I was interviewed for in 2017 talking about working really hard at Christmas time. And personally, when I was an agent, I used to absolutely smash it at Christmas. And I remember and I was talking um, to one of my team members, Mel, who we've been working together on and off for 10 years. And she was my PA at that time. And she said, yeah, I remember like you just smashing it one year and selling 18 properties like over that festive break. And I was like, yeah, babe, like we were on. So I think, you know, you've got to look at what works in your marketplace. In your market, if you, totally. Yep. Yeah. If right now you need to have a break, if you're burnt out, if you're crispy, you need to go and have one in order to be able to celebrate what you're going to be able to do in 2022. Yeah. If you are good to go and if the time is now, you keep turning through, but take a break at another time that's more appropriate. Yeah. So I think we need to be open to being agents of change and I think we need to understand that the time is now. So what do we need to do? I mean, obviously yeah. we all know... In theory, real estate's a numbers game. Yeah. You know, you've got to make the calls, you've got to nurture the relationships, and over time, um, the, the business will come. It's like a it's like a, a plane going down a runway, right? It takes mm. a lot of momentum to get it up, but when it's up, um, you know, it, you can maintain it. Mm. What, what do we need to do differently? The first part I would say is mindset. So understanding that what buyers and sellers are looking for is completely yep. different to what it once was. So where they're looking for property is 
is, you know, in different places. It's on social media, it's digitally. They're looking for agents who are working their database. So they're quite prepared to sell off market as well as on market. Yeah. They want an agent who, um, who on top of all of that has a very engaged audience when it comes to social media. So I think that, you know, building this celebrity profile is really imperative today. And yeah. there are so many agents that sort of say, okay, well, social media is something that's standalone. That is not the case. It needs to be incorporated into all of your systems, into all of your processes. And yeah. you can't just hire a social media manager who's just going to go there and just suddenly make it happen. You know, you really need to put your personality into it too. So I think that that's really important. I think yeah. building your celebrity profile is not just about what's social media. It's also about, you know, dominating the letterbox and, you know, people seeing you also in real life. So I think it's those things. Yeah. I also think it's about automating processes. Yeah. And whilst we're in a service industry that will always require us to be face-to-face -face and be on the phone, you know, there's a lot that we can do behind the scenes with our CRMs and with our databases and yeah. with our newsletters where, you know, automatically, you know, things are going out in terms of our text messages to nurture buyers and to nurture sellers. So, you know, there's a whole lot of this automation that is possible, that is tech today that people are not doing. I know. It's amazing to me that um, how many people don't take advantage of all of that. But I think it is important, you know, you, you are not going to develop the kind of business you want hiding behind digital, um, mm -hmm. social, letterbox drops, you do have to at some stage connect human to human, right? 1,000%. And I think that persona of what they have seen digitally or in the letterbox also needs to be represented in, yeah. in real life, right? So that sure. needs to ring true and it needs to be authentic to you. And, you know, I think we've been trying so hard to be perfect as an industry for so long, being these two-dimensional kind of agents, but there's no heart behind it. People yeah. want to deal with, with a person, with an individual, with someone they can relate to. So yeah. I think, you know, it's about actually stripping that back and saying, okay, I don't want to be this caricature anymore. I actually want to be a real person because we know that that's what people want to do business with. They want to do business with someone who's like them, that they like, that they relate to because they trust people more than they do brands. Yeah, they do. That's so true. Um, there are a lot of um, high profile, particularly male agents that I don't necessarily think are providing a great role model for guys getting into the industry. I'm not going to mention any names. Um, they're very successful. I cannot argue that they've got a whole lot more money than I'll ever have, right? Um, but I just think that sometimes the message that, they're, that, that people get about the industry is, I don't know, it makes me uncomfortable. Mm. What do you think? Oh. I couldn't agree more. As you know, this is one of my personal missions to change how the marketplace views agents. And yeah. unfortunately, you know, there's a few that are on this, this kind of narrative that the media loves to pick up on. Now, I think we need to remember what's really important and as an industry, we're very focused on numbers. So we love to, you know, look at these agents okay. and hold these agents up that might have 50,000 followers or more, right? But realistically, what is that going to do to have commercial gain into your business? I would Can say I that tell you, I actually checked one that had a lot of followers and they were all of those random names that aren't real. Yes, <laughs> exactly. No, and so, they probably yeah. bought their following. I think, um, yeah, perception is a very interesting thing. Mm. But I think too, you know, if you've got all of these people, the reality is that that's more a vanity um, metric, yeah, sure. right? It's it not is, the yeah. commercial gain because commercial gain is engaged people who are in your marketplace who are going to be buying and selling property from you. Yeah, yeah so you day, could, do, you could do more business with 500 genuine local followers than 50,000 people 
you know, telling you how fabulous your new car is. I could not agree more. So I think that this is really important. And I think we've got to kind of change because the more that the marketplace sees us as a trusted profession, which I know is something that you've been driving really, really hard on, but, you know, um, then I think we will be feeling, you know, a lot more comfortable in terms of our skins and in terms of, you know, people respecting us as, as an industry. The other change that I think is really important is one we've been talking about, which is, you know, this non-hustling and non-grinding and instead taking our time back because we have put the right systems and structures in place. So yeah. I think having a system for your listing presentation, having a system in place for how we follow that up, having a system for how you leverage your listings yeah. instead of making cold calls and instead focusing on warm calls, you know, what we do in terms of getting testimonials, what we do, you know, after somebody has actually settled on a property, thinking about that it's not just about this one transaction and it's kind of this burn and churn approach, but instead about what can we do to really get 20 transactions over the course of your career and their property journeys from your buyers and sellers. Yeah, it's really, um, and it's, it's one of those things that we never have time, right, to have a look at how we do things more effectively we're just on the treadmill and just doing the deal up particularly the way the market's been Um, but it really does pay to sort of take time out of your business as they say work on the business um, not in the business Um, to take time to put those processes and systems in place and to genuinely feel or think about how you are making people feel throughout Mm. all of these um, parts of the transaction right Well, my biggest recommendation is that you need to slow down in order to speed up. Like I couldn't have said it better myself, Leanne. So, you know, you need to book in a time to catch up with yourself once a week. So a lot of my agents, you know, that time is recommended on Monday morning because you can't do a lot on Monday morning. It sets you up for the rest of the week. You can then work out what it is that you want to achieve in that week. You can have a look at where you're setting with your goals, um, with your commission, you know, your stock list, all of those sorts of things. And then if you have a team, you can go out and you can, you know, have one-on-one meetings with them and empower them based off what your actions are. Um, But these small incremental changes over a period of time is what makes the difference. And if I look back at, you know, um, my coaching clients and um, over the last, you know, even 12 months, 90% of them have doubled, tripled and quadrupled their revenue. I've got one at five times. And these are all successful career agents. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. This is why I love what I do, right? Because I must admit, at the moment, it's all really fun because we're doing end of year sessions. So we're looking at where they have been and where they are today. And honestly, it's the best ever feeling. Yeah, (laughs) that's fantastic. It's so awesome. But I think, you know, this is really important to slow down. Understand that if... Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. But listen, if you're open to new ideas, new concepts, uh, concepts, and actually implementing some of these structures, yeah. um, then everything is going to be different. And change. you're going to be one of these agents who are going to be million dollar writers plus and beyond. Mm. Now, I, I know you've always got exciting things on the go. What are you <laughs> building for 2022? I'm really pumped about this year, actually, because for me personally, you know, I have been very focused on -on one-on-one coaching with a select handful of people, but obviously as my business is growing now, I can't... I can't do that all day, every day. And so this next step of being able to give all of my training and my platforms and my systems and my done-for-you templates, I've been able to put out into the marketplace en masse. So I have literally just launched my first ever 
online course called Million Dollar Agent, which is all self-paced, self-driven. It's a 12-month membership. And literally, it has all of this sort of content that has helped, you know, build my business from scratch. As you know, I've done it twice. Yeah. And my agent. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. And we launched it actually last week. And in the live launch, which we um, were doing a training webinar, I had 53 agents sign up right there and then wow. on the spot. So, oh, it's, right. yeah, so I'm pretty. I'm, I love I'm that passive of, recurring revenue. Well done, well done. <laughs> it is. It is good, but I think too, it is also exciting because these agents have made a commitment to themselves to do yep. something different, to yep. embrace change, to understand what's working today in today's society. And they're actually going to, it's going to be, you know, huge for them in terms of their revenues, their businesses, and it's going to help them build their best lives, which, you know, I'm all That's about. your thing. It's my thing. Hashtag best life. Build it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'll um, I'll I'll jump online and and check out the million dollar agent. Um, that sounds very very exciting. And as always, it's so beautiful to catch up with you. Oh, um, thank you, Leanne. Hopefully, we'll be able to do it face to face very very soon. Oh, I would love that. Well, look, as you know, I'm coming to see you in March, so I'm yes. going to be at the Women in Real Estate um, event. It's event. going to be an absolute cracker. So I'm excited <laughs> that um, I'm excited that you're going to be there. That's reminded me. I haven't booked tickets for my team yet. I wonder if they'll still give me the discount. <laughs> I'll let you will. weave your magic on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you have a wonderful day, and thank you so much. It's um, yes, yeah, been great to catch up. Great to catch up. See ya. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Courageous Conversations with thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agency's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joineliteagent.com.